TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello all and welcome back to another episode of the Badlands podcast, the only podcast out there that is 100% chiseled and is proudly part of the Chairshot Radio Network. I am Mags and with me again this week, I'm a Welsh cohort, Mr. Paul Tully. Paul, how are you? I'm all right. It's a bit cold here, isn't it? I've bought a coffee for the start of the podcast and it's freezing cold already. Yeah. Uh, is it really cold down in... Stevenage. Don't freezing in Stevenage. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's always like hell's frozen over in Stevenage, though. I, I wonder what the weather is like in Texas. I wish Shall we, we found out. Wish we knew someone who could tell us. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Cash. Call, call, call Tanner. Because apparently I'm not really, I'm around in Texas, apparently. <laughs> yeah. What's the weather like up there in Maryland? Cold. No, it, it's, it's, <laughs> It's actually a good day out here. It's been cold in Texas recently. But hey, guess what? I'm back. You are. How are you, sir? I am so happy to be with you guys, to be with friends, to be with family. It has been a shitty month. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, man, thank you all for holding me down. Everybody who's sent well wishes and whatnot. I appreciate y'all. You two gentlemen have been... Uh, there's no words. There's no words. You got a brother for life. I mean that. Um, and I've missed the shit out the show because y'all clearly have show y'all don't need me, and I didn't like that. Yeah. I felt I really mean, bad. To be fair, we didn't ever need you in the first place. That is true. <laughs> you are, you are, you are clamoring on to our court tales to be to be quite truthful. I didn't want to say it, and obviously, you, when you was like really down, thought I'd give it a few weeks for you to come back up. But yeah, <laughs> you're not, I'm not needed, sir. <laughs> I'm not offended. You're right. Y'all did like a thousand episodes without me. You're right. Like, like three. Like <laughs> three episodes. I'm talking about um, the original bad the original Badlands. Like I'm look, I'm I know I'm I'm I am the little brother next to like the Titans and whatnot. Stop. I know. I it's, it, it's all fun again, but honestly, we we wouldn't be here now if you didn't uh if you didn't encourage us both to come back and yeah, and you are a, you're integral to this show. Um but um, before we kind of get into this week's episode, I, I want to um, give a little bit of love to um, someone uh, in our inner circle of uh, of uh, uh, wrestling fans and, and content creators and, and friends. Uh, someone who was meant to be on the show this week, um, but unfortunately, um, he's had some um, really bad um, um, news and uh, having to deal with a family emergency. So, unfortunately, uh, Clive from the Rick and Clive show won't be uh, won't be appearing this week. Uh, and because he, we had the topic of um, uh, to to do with two or five specifically for him, we're also kind of holding that back for for, for when Clive is. Uh, He's ready and able to, to come on the show. Um, so, yeah, lots of love out there to, to Clive. Yeah, um, we're, we're absolutely here for you if, you if you need anything from us. Yes. No. I was going to say no one else gives a shit. No one else, Clive. <laughs> I, I, These two I couldn't to give let, a toss. I want to let Paul get in before I got in. So please. I, I, was being, I was being polite as well because this is your first show back and forth. <laughs> 
he'll like that. He'll appreciate. He'll appreciate that pause. <laughs> no, it's 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 cutting. He's not uh, he's not with us this week. We're really looking forward to it. But you know, family comes first, and we just sort of, our thoughts are with him and his family massively. And uh, just just can't wait till we can see him. Yeah, he uh he knows I love him. Um, I call you guys brothers, but just as much as y'all, even in some cases more. Brian, sorry, kayfabe. Clive is like one of my closest friends, brothers. I'm actually texting him as we're recording this podcast. Uh, we love you. We're here for you. You know I know what you're going through. So, uh, yeah, when you come back, we'll explain why 205 Live was the worst thing WWE's ever done. <laughs> I, I mean, worst is a stretch. They've done some pretty horrific things. Have they though? No, I'm playing. I'm joking. I'm not even going there. I'm not even gonna go there. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, but as as Ray said, we we're putting that uh, that two or five uh, centric episode on hold until Clabs are ready and able to come on the show. So Ray in our little group chat posed a new question, and it piqued uh, my interest, and it certainly piqued uh, uh, Paul's interest. So Ray, what was what was your question? So I was trying to find something relevant of the day and something that mm-hmm. wouldn't take us a full week to actually break down. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know. Well, you ain't but, seen my research, sir. Well, you are, you sir, are a poet laureate because you write at least a thousand pages or whatnot. You write novels, but so I thought Royal Rumble's coming up. What if the WWE Network never existed? Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Very good question. I'm not sure what it's going to do with the Royal Rumble, but <laughs> well, pay per view, right? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Premium live event now, which actually is a dope name. If I think it's a good name for because not pay per views anymore. You don't pay for them. Pay per view is a stupid name. It's been a stupid name for years. I'd agree. Yeah, yeah. I would completely I mean, agree with that. Most pay per views that you buy, you get uh, like unlimited repeats anyway, so you're not essentially paying per view. Not in America. You get you would look. We'll get we, to that. When we bought pay-per-views, you get it for the three, four hours it's on, and that's it. You're joking, really? Yeah, that's, that's why that's... we used to record every pay-per-view on tapes so that we would get our money's worth. Uh, well, back wow. in our day, we could we couldn't record it, could we? It wouldn't uh, it wouldn't work. It scrambled the signal scrambled, scrambled. Yeah, but but they would repeat it every like three hours for a week. And 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 now, uh, or, or in the like the recent past, you do get unlimited repeats for like a, a set. I think it's usually thirty days, especially on Virgin. You could go back and watch it multiple times if you if you wanted. They really scrambled a signal. Yeah, uh, back in the very beginning of pay per views uh, in in the UK, you could hear the sound on the channel, but you couldn't see the video. It was just snow. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you bought it. No, if you bought it, oh, well, okay. that'd be that'd be a yeah. rip off. Could only have the audio version. <laughs> that, that was the uh, that was the same for the Mucky channels as well. You could you could hear the Mucky channels, but obviously yeah. not see them. Well, um, yeah, get your ten minute freeview. You did get your ten minute freeview. Good man, I remember that. <laughs> Virgin Richard Branson. That's that's the what y'all got for TV out there. He's he doesn't own Virgin Media now. He's sold. The, the the name and the rats off to it, but yeah, he essentially mm. started. Okay, All right, he's another Brit that I know. 
of the four. The f- <laughs> he's one of the four. <laughs> that's only that's only because he was in Friends. Pretty much. The only the only Brit the only Brits American knows are the four that appeared in that Friends episode in London. Is that I mean, wow? you're, you're not lying. You're pretty spot on for a good <laughs> a good portion of the of the populace. You're right. <laughs> Right, so let's get into it then uh, about the WWE Network and uh, what would have happened if it never existed. Um, so as I like to, I'd like to give a little bit of a backstory. I mean, it's I'm probably speaking um, to to the the converted. Everyone knows what the network is, but I thought I'd just read off uh, the description from the Wikipedia page. So. Uh, Wikipedia has the the WWE Network is an American subscription video on demand over the top streaming service and digital television network that is owned by the WWE. It primarily uh, primarily distributes original sports entertainment events, films, television and documentary series and a 24-hour linear channel produced by the eponymous sports entertainment uh, promotion alongside acquired programming from other promotions. Uh, the network was uh, launched on February 24th, 2014 in the States. Uh, in Canada, uh, it was launched in July uh, 2014 and then was expanded into Asia and Europe uh, in August. We in the UK actually didn't uh, receive it until January of 2015. Uh, after that, it was made available in Middle East, Africa and then India. Um, uh, it's essentially spread its, uh, its uh, reach uh, all the way through Europe and, and the, the rest of Asia by the beginning of 2016. Um, upon its launch, it, it was met with uh, with positive uh, reception for its, uh, its massive library, uh, but it was also criticised for uh, a, a number of technical problems. And the, the service, um, as of October 30th, 2020, had 1.5 million subscribers, uh, 1.1 of those being domestic, and just over 400,000 uh, international. But in um, January of last year, NBC, um, uh, uh, NBC Universal TV and streaming acquired exclusive rights to uh, distribute the, the network in the States uh, and integrated the service into the premium tier of their own streaming service uh, called Peacock. Uh, and the American version of the WWE Network was discontinued on April the 4th. Uh, but the network does still uh, continue to operate in non-US markets. So yeah, a bit of a bit of um, um, a backstory on on the the WWE network. So Ray, seeing as this was uh, the question you posed, uh, yeah, um, set the ball rolling. What would have happened if the the network uh, didn't exist? Okay, thank you for your time. I'd like to take you back to 1919. It was George Hackenschmidt. <laughs> and I'm playing, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I, I, I thought you were going to uh, go into the, the, is it Neil Harcastle song, 19? <laughs> um, no, I, I'm not that clever, trust me. Um, no, so I I wrote, I, normally when I do this, me and Paul are kind of like similar because we kind of have bullets and whatnot. So I have six things, but and you, you, me and Mag have been on the same page too. But I have six things that I think would have would be different. Okay. The last three run together, so it won't be too long. First one I think is, and please feel free to jump in when you guys want. But the first thing I think is, I don't think that WWE would be the financial powerhouse they are today, and I don't think they would have gotten the sizable 
billion dollar deals that they got from Fox, USA, and NBC. Now, that's not to say they wouldn't be financially stable. It's not to say they wouldn't make money. But the network is the thing that set WWE apart. Because they're, with the exception of, uh, in the sporting world, with the exception of MLB TV, they are the first to do the video on demand service in that world. Right? And so it was like Netflix, and then it was like WWE Network in, to the level of what they did. So that raised their profile so strongly that they basically essentially could, in in music terms, own their own masters, right? You know, they don't, so many people don't understand the pay-per-view structure because, you know, you just see a number and whatnot, but then you don't realize pay-per-view, the pay-per-view people take 25% of that off the top. So like, just because you sold a million pay-per-view buys doesn't mean you get all the money for a million pay-per-view buys. You only get a percentage of it, a large percentage, but only a percentage. The network changes to where they get everything from the show, okay. right? So they get everything from the gate. They get everything for the 5 or the $10 or whatever it was you paid a month, this, that, and the other. Um, so be, I think that was what allowed companies uh, to say that along with the fact that they've been underpaid for years, that that's what made companies say, well, you guys are pretty damn viable. We're going to invest in you. Peacock invested a billion dollars in them just to lease the network. That's how successful the network was for what they were trying to do. And as we've seen recently, 3 million subscribers uh, right now uh, are watching WWE. And most of them have said that they've ad they've signed up for Peacock just to watch WWE. So, I mean, like, it's working. Um, but I think that that 2014 timeline of the network starting and growing and then getting to what it was is a big moment in the viability of WWE as a major um, powerhouse financially. And the stock price will show you. The stock went up at one point to $100 a share. Now, I, I don't know if you guys are well-versed with, with American, the American Stock Exchange, but $100 a share is really good. Now, mm -hmm. they've they they've dropped and fluctuated because of things, but their stock price was huge because of the initial surge of the network. So that's my number one. Any pushback there or any thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, um, I could counterpoint, but it would go into into a lot of my um, the the stuff that I've researched. But so I'll I'll, I'll leave it to hang there, like the bad okay. smell that your opinion is. <laughs> no, you you make a lot of good points, but I have got some counterpoints um, to to offer. Sure. Yeah. I, I I don't know what I I I don't know what the financial differential would be if they'd uh, if if they'd um, launched the network or not. Um, I think I tend to agree with you. They wouldn't be they wouldn't be as big as they are. But I'm not sure what that differential okay. would I mean, be. It's hard to say. Um, but I I, I, I think. I, I can give some figures. So uh, what I looked into uh, was uh, a lot of the work by Brandon Thurston, uh, the guy behind WrestleNomics, um, who who um, gives great uh, breakdowns of uh, of the financials of of uh, WWE and AEW, and and he um, about six months ago did a, a couple of write ups about uh, about uh, the the viability and the success of of the network. And he actually uh, proposed um, three different scenarios. 
one the current scenario that we're that we're in now where the network is available and it's now 99 and you get everything that you that you get now then he proposed uh, the scenario where the the network just didn't exist uh, and then he proposed the scenario where it did exist but the uh, the premium shows the big four um, they were they would still be pay-per-view mm-hmm. um so um he uh, predicted that um in this actual timeline going from um going from um 20 um 2011 all the way up to um the the estimates at, at the end of 2020 uh that um wwe would have uh, a, a turnover of, of about 607 million dollars uh, um now taking away the 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 network um if um if it existed, but then uh, the the main four pay per views were on were on um, were on pay per view um, uh, prices, he predicted that they would actually lose. Um, oh no, they would actually be up by twenty three point five million over that over that nine year period. Uh, but then he said, um, if uh, if the network hadn't launched at all. Uh, he predicted that the the WWE would actually be down uh, by forty one point eight million over that over that twenty years uh, in terms of their revenue. It sounds plausible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he 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 is. I mean, the, I'm I'm a numbers guy. I like I like delving into numbers, but this guy is. He goes hardcore into into the numbers with land graphs and and pie charts and and everything. The guy is a workhorse. Brandon is the best, and he's a trained mm-hmm. wrestler. So yeah, but he he does uh, kind of uh, point out uh, one kind of fallacy with the with the network, uh, and that's the price point. He said it was always way too low. Too low. Absolutely. Yeah, so so he compares it with. Um, with the the standard uh, the big um, streaming services like Hulu and Netflix, he compares it to MLB.tv, uh, NHL.tv, uh, the the NBA League Pass, and then the NFL uh, uh, Sunday Ticket, mm-hmm. and all of those um, have, have increased their their uh, costs year yep. on year. Your yep. WWE uh, network hasn't. Uh, and all of those don't provide as much content as the WWE Network does. Um, yeah. So he 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 suggested that the price point should have been fifteen to twenty dollars for the amount of, uh, of of content that they that they put out. Easily, yeah. <laughs> I, I think you've got to consider there the the, the 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 psychology of pricing. I think the nine ninety nine was a key hook for. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, hence why they didn't adjust it for um, exchange rates either. It was nine ninety nine yeah. over there and over here, um, because that that was a massive selling. That was actually a selling point of it. Yeah, um, and, and and the whole point of the nine ninety nine was um, Vince and the WWE had a goal of three million subscribers uh, by by the end of the year, uh, which obviously hasn't happened. Is they haven't come close to that. Uh, and that would have uh, generated the 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 estimated three hundred sixty million dollars in revenue that they would get from pay per view buys throughout the year. So it would it was it was looking to cover its uh, its own costs. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, it clearly didn't. 
and that's when they had to go into a into a, a deal with with Peacock to to kind of uh, mitigate those costs. Yeah, yeah. I think I think what 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 it showed and, and why I think it did raise the value of WWE was again it dis- disproved the theory that that Vince and Co are out of touch because they got on board with they got on board with the the, the future of TV well before anyone else. I mean, they've got basically got in and out of it before some wrestling companies have even <laughs> got in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I think it was such a, such a massive thing to get on. Like so we, did, we have seen over the last decade, the boom in, in Netflix and Disney plus and just ev- streaming for everything. And WWE have been in it for eight, nine years. Mm-hmm. Great, great point. And um, ab- about the price point, if they would have, if they would have marketed it at 1999, whatever you would have told us the price was, we would have went for it at the time because we were paying $50 a month for pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. So if you would have told me, hey, you're getting this whole all this content every month for just $20, oh, sign me up. But the fact that it went so low, you you can always come down, but you can't go up, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, I just feel like they almost killed themselves and their future growth earnings because they set it so low that now that that's that's the bar now. And so, like, I can go right now to go to get a meal from Chick-fil-A, Wendy's, hell, a a sit-down restaurant, and my lunch is going to be more than $10. Mm -hmm. You know, but people now have been, the psychology of pricing, like you said, Tali, have been conditioned to think, well, if I got to pay anything more than ten dollars for a pay for a wrestling show, it's not worth it, and that's asinine considering that I used to have my grandparents paying thirty dollars back when they were thirty dollars, thirty dollars a month for both shows every show every month for WWF, WCW, and WWF. Yeah. So like it, it's crazy how the psychology of it has changed. Speaking of psychology of it, part number two, um, I believe that the pay the pay per view structure of wrestling stays the same. And because of that, the error, as you said, Paul, the error of the streaming services doesn't come. So, you know, the Ring of Honor Club, Honor Club, and uh, every, all the stardom world. And the only one that was already there was New Japan World because it's the only way you can watch their shows. But I don't think... And, and now of- Paul's favorite of the no one, Amaba, whatever it was called. <laughs> no yeah. loves... Paul loves that one. Fuck a bammer. Yeah. That's just that's just that's just Japanese TV channel. But but net the, the network was before New Japan, wasn't it? By by New Japan may have existed six or seven months. Right before, but it yeah, okay, maybe yeah, if they if they were fairly concurrent, sure. It was close, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and because New Japan didn't have any fanfare with theirs because nobody was watching. Sorry. Yeah. Um, not to the level of what, what WWE could possibly have done. Um, but, uh, that's major because now if you don't have streaming, what are you doing? You know, mm-hmm. and even, even like we could, AEW is fairly criticized for not having their own streaming service, but they use YouTube as their streaming service, which is effective. Yeah. And you know, and the, the, it's quite clear that shows like dark and dark elevation are being created to pad out a future AEW network. It's, it's blindingly obvious. Or some type of deal with a streaming service where they can just put a show on there. Even if it's yeah. just throwing something on HBO Max. 
because you know they're both in their Warner Brothers umbrella. You're absolutely right, but it's accessibility is the key now. And you know, it's funny that this internet thing's been around for 30, 40 years, and we're just now starting to understand, even though the whole point of the internet or the world wide web was I can talk to a person in Burnley and a person in Stevenage from Houston like it's nothing, but yet it never crossed us. Well, I want to watch the same thing at the same time at the same rate. Mm -hmm. And so now that Vince jumped out the window, set the price point, and set the expectation for fans, we don't accept anything else now. You have to have some sort of streaming option, whether it's your pay-per-view on Fight TV or Bleacher Report or IWTV or whatever it is. You've got to have some type of accessible option for us. Um, quick, like this is a small tangent, but that's also why the rise of gifts was such a big deal and why Wrestle Kingdom this year wasn't hidden because the gifts are such a big thing that it shows people what happens as part of the accessibility. And that's something that Vince was way ahead of the game on. And because he was ahead of the game, if he doesn't do it, I don't think anybody else does. And we are still seeing Ring of Honor putting pay-per-views on pay-per-view for, for 30 bucks or 40 bucks. TNA putting the pay-per-views up for 30, 40 bucks, you know, things of that nature. And we still see the traditional pay-per-view Hey, do we still do it? I well, mean, they still many... do, but it wouldn't be four. They would be doing more than four pay-per-views a year. I'll tell you that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thoughts or keep moving? No, you're out again. Um, one of my points was uh, uh, I actually looked into the the, the pricing structure of, of uh of uh, pay-per-views. So in 1993, um, WWE pay-per-views in the in the US uh, had gone to about an average of thirty dollars and fifteen for uh, an in-your-house. Um, they then went up to forty-five for every event outside of WrestleMania, which um, which uh, costs sixty dollars, I think. Um, and there, if if you kind of uh, tally their pricing structure with um, who. A company that is is clearly one of their their rivals in in in, in that genre, the UFC. They 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 are pretty similar. Um, so the UFC's uh, pay per view um, average in two thousand one was twenty nine dollars, and in two thousand fifteen went up to around sixty. I think now uh, from from seventy five dollars, seventy five dollars, which is uh, and you and you have to, that's that's. That's on top of having an ESPN Plus subscription. Mm -hmm. So if you if you take that uh, kind of a that uh, correlation as a guard, WWE pay per view prices would be around the same. I mean, WrestleMania would they get that high. Mania mm. maybe, but like Backlash, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying a, a monthly, but the, certainly the big shows would be in the ballpark of sixty to seventy five dollars. Well, they um, were pretty comfortable at sixty, and it was fifty dollars. Sixty was HD. That was the comfortable point, I think, for them and for fans, because mm -hmm. I mean that's a re that's a reasonable price. You start getting a seventy, like even I, you know, Mister Five Rounds over here. When I buy, you know, and y'all got the, the the what's the channel? BT Sport. That bullshit. I don't have that. Uh, I have to pay for my shit. Uh, do no, what we do as yeah, well do for, for, yeah. for 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 the for the stuff like Conor McGregor, um, for for like the big fights, um, Nate Diaz stuff like that, they get put behind a secondary paywall, which uh, 
yeah, which uh, causes a lot of issues. But we we get them as part of our BT Sports package, which is already a premium package in the first place. Yeah, yeah, um, for that, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure for for uh, the likes of UFC, uh, obviously you'd need the ESPN now, which is essentially what you, what we have then. So you have a pay per view locked behind a, uh, an already locked behind a paywall. So yeah, yep. it's getting to be a bit ridiculous. But if if UFC or WWE even contemplated offering pay per views at the equivalent of seventy five dollars, they would get no barters here in the UK. We. Hate, I mean, I'm speaking from my uh, personal opinion, but I hated when uh, pay per views were like 25 uh, pounds over here, it was ridiculously pr- uh, priced. Uh, so well, I, w- I w- would hate to hit to pay the prices that you guys are paying over there. Yeah, would, you, would you, would you, Tally, would you pay 75 pound shillings for nope. a for a uh, a um, Go Shiozaki versus? Great Buddha pay per view match. Not, not at all. I mean, did you, I'd expect <laughs> I'd expect to get a pretty decent ticket for that. For that price, <laughs> that's a great. Plan, I'm, I'm flats to the top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get to, get to Tokyo and back. Oh, um, yeah. Just take you back. Just on linking it to Mag's point there. Taking you back to um, saying saying how the nine ninety nine price point actually in comparison to people paying out for the pay-per-views was ridiculously low but i, I think what like what was what was a what what was a, a good buy rate for a pay-per-view december to this member they did 93 93,000 buys yeah mm-hmm. and how many subscribers have they got to the network what they've got 1.5 million uh, yeah. or they had sorry they had 1.5 million when the essentially when the the us version of the network shut down they had 1.5 worldwide million yeah. so there's a massive difference between people willing to sign for the network and people paying out monthly i i never used to pay for pay for pay-per-views i would watch raw and smackdown and then just get the highlights from wherever i could because as as mag said we we're, we're tight over here and if they, once they once they got up to 25 pounds that was it no chance but but then if you if for them hundred thousand people that buy a pay-per-view at Forty dollars is worth more than than the nine ninety nine. It would need four hundred thousand people to pay at nine ninety nine to to balance that out. Plus, then you've got all the extra content that the 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 network provides. Um, you got you've got a million paying at nine ninety nine. No, but now they've only got four hundred thousand. No, to to his point, WrestleMania. The reason why people like Brandon Thurston think that WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, and Royal Rumble should have been set on a separate tier or still pay full price is because you are making a killing in months like May, October, right? December, when nobody's gonna, nobody's effectively paying for that pay per view. But you're also losing when it comes to stuff like. WrestleMania and Survivor Series because everybody uh, um so what 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 was the the biggest buy rate for uh uh a million people I think is the highest buy rate something a normal buy rate for a paper for for rest for WWE paper was around 200,000 between yeah. 200 300,000 was a normal buy rate for an effectively um an effectively promoted show 
I the think the biggest, biggest was Cena like versus five. Rock. So whatever, whatever like Cena Rock did. Three million. Oh, yeah. Five. So in in from 2011 to 2013, WrestleMania did plus one million bars. Yes. So you uh, at the prices that uh, that were around about that time was about sixty dollars. Um, WrestleMania uh, in 2011 made sixty million. 2012, 66 million. 2013, 60 million again. That's 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 equivalent of a million people being uh, subscribed for like six months. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Yeah, it, it's 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 to have. Sometimes it's worth it to own all of your content. Sometimes it's worth it to cut the middleman out and to get a hundred percent of your revenue. But man, they really just shot themselves in the foot, and I, I get why. It's something to say the the idea of well, we have three hundred, we have three million people who just want some, who want our stuff specifically through us. So the goal was, you know, um, McDonald's, every drink now is a dollar, no matter if it's large or small or whatever. And they're losing a ton of money because I go to McDonald's all the time when I'm thirsty just to get a damn drink for a dollar. You know what I'm saying? And they're killing, they're losing money. But they're not a dollar they Well, a pound, shilling. They're not, they're not a pound. I wish you were. I, I love the word shilling, by the way. <laughs> I love that word. Um, okay, so my my number three is the fun one, and I'm gonna say it, and I'm gonna mute, and I want just I want y'all to have fun with it, okay? Because of no network, the WWE stays more wrestler friendly, and what I mean by that is they still give out regular monthly pay per view bonuses, they still do downsides. With the with the upside where you can make, mm-hmm. and they even allow their wrestlers to do Twitch and cameos, and I'm not even gonna explain. Mute time for me. I, I think that's a, a a good point. I'm not gonna gonna argue with that. I think uh, the the network has killed monthly bonuses. Um, there's no real reason for the wrestlers to go out and try and promote to 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 get uh, people to. To, to buy the pay-per-view because they're not going to gain anything uh, extra financially from it. So I think you're right there. Yeah, c- completely, completely agree. That makes perfect sense. And, and what you say about the, the Twitch and the cameos and stuff as well, I, I think it stands to reason that the re that the reason those things are banned are because there's, it takes away from the content that's already been put out mm-hmm. on the network. So if the network doesn't exist, then there's going to be less of an issue. 
of people going out yeah. and doing what doing whatever they want. Yeah, and, and the network kind of uh, proved to Vince uh, about diversifying your revenue streams uh, and that there's money to be made in every part of uh, of a, a wrestler's RP. So allowing uh, wrestlers to make uh, money on the side using his, uh, it's essentially his uh, creations, his characters. Yeah, he, he, he business-wise, makes absolute sense. Uh, morally, it's... It's horrific. It's dubious. But I think also on the flip side, it, I think it offers, I think the network offers wrestlers um, opportunity to go to diversify into other versions of media. So they get to, you know, host their own shows on the network or be guests on their own work, network or do uh, the ex wrestlers get to do um, podcasts on the network. So I think it does give people opportunities that the likes of, uh, you know, Xavier Woods on, on the up, up, down, down, and you've got yeah. R- Renee Young used it to her advantage massively. She, mm-hmm. she was able to kind of fly off and do her own thing because of the shows she hosted on the network. Corey Graves, once his career yep. was over, he made yep. his name presenting shows on the network. So I think, I think it, uh, they, they would miss out a lot of those kind of people would miss out on opportunities. That's that was the best time on the network for me because they were just saying, you know what, we got content. Boom, do it. The 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 camp show with the with the wrestlers as kids. Edge yeah. and Christian got their own that show. Was and they awesome. Come to was, it was awesome. Yeah, it's good. Edge and Christian and literally Vince said, Do what the fuck you want. Yeah. Literally South, they, South they, regional wrestling was brilliant. South, oh well, South Park is great. But I mean on uh, just for the record, on the on the Edge and Christian show. They literally wore Bullet Club shirts and talked about Dave Meltzer. Like he, they could do whatever they wanted. Yeah. Like, and so that was so because because they needed content. And you said Corey Graves had a couple of shows. Renee had a couple of shows. The Unfiltered Show. Um, there was a cooking show with Bo Dallas. Like there was everything. And a shame. A table for three. Table. That's probably my. That's probably my favorite one of of the bunch. Yeah. Even even the Bring It to the Table show with Peter Rosenberg, which we won't talk about. Yeah, that that was one of the points that I, that I was going to cover. I think uh, one for for me, one of the major selling points of the network is is not just the hundreds and thousands of hours of wrestling, but it's all that that supplementary programming, the the kind of backstage stuff with uh, twenty four, um, the the documentaries, uh, and the kind of like peeks into the 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 kind of real people behind these wrestling characters. That we wouldn't have got had it not been for the network. I mean, stuff like Legends House, Ride Along, Broken School Sessions. We wouldn't have got all these kind of uh, uh, looks at wrestlers as real people without the the network being there. No, and, and it, it it keeps legends' faces out there without yeah. without giving them kind of the precious TV time on on Raw or SmackDown. So if you're a massive if you're a massive Edge and Christian fan, you could see Edge and Christian every week, but they're not coming out and stealing time from and and whoever. it made it made use of those uh legend contracts that, that WWE sound people up to uh which were usually to to secure rights for 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 broadcasting and for and for um for Mer- merchandise but but it, it actually made sense to to use these these former uh, uh, stars uh, for, for content, yeah. It's, uh, that would be a huge loss. So let me finish these last three, and, just, and I'm going to do them all together so I can move on with y'all because I've, I've gone so long. I, I'm sorry. I'm enjoying it. Don't apologize. Well, thank you. Thank you. 
So finally, the- uh, hurry up. Okay. <laughs> um, and wrestling stops. Done. No. Um, so my final thought, and it's three points, but I'm going to put them all together, is that one, WWE's recent restructuring doesn't happen. So what I mean is, like, Nick Khan, I don't think is hired. Mm-hmm. I don't think Triple H gets restructured. I don't think uh, NXT gets restructured in, in, in totality. Which, cons- which consequently goes to point number two, NXT, instead of being turning, being kind of, I don't say it's been downgraded, but switched to be more developmental, actually becomes an official third brand. And because of that, point three is I think they go forth with their global localization um, process of performance centers around the world, and we're going to build mm-hmm. up and essentially make our own NWA in our own company. Now, okay. I say all this happens, and it's important to note this. I say all this happens because the only reason NXT got restructured was because another company did NXT better than NXT, and NXT wasn't making enough money for Vince to say, well, let's keep it. Right? That's the only reason why. Right? So if there's no network, NXT, mind you, and NXT did get big, bigger because of the network, but it was still big without it. It was making noise enough. To be, it was making so much noise without the network. It was. No, hold on. Here's a point that you can't you can't dispute, Mr. Mags. It was I'm making. Was gonna... It was. You could try. It was making so much noise without the network that the very first show on the network was NXT Arrival, and he, and they did that because it was a big enough show that enough people would watch. But it also, they wanted to make sure that they had one test before WrestleMania that year, WrestleMania 30. So. There was enough people for them to say this is the first show the network goes live with NXT arrival. That goes to show you that that it, there was enough people following NXT at that time. I, I concede the point of it being the first show on and it being a test for WrestleMania, which absolutely makes sense uh, because you need to uh, to stress test your equipment to make sure that uh, it just wouldn't crash when WrestleMania happened. But if you're not going to have a network. You don't need uh, that test show. Um, so I'm actually going to go all against that third point of yours about the global localization. Um, okay. I certainly don't think NXT UK becomes a thing. I don't think 205 Live becomes a thing. I think these shows just simply do not end up existing. Uh, those two shows were were network specific. They, they were built to create content for the network. NXT um, original, that's that that's probably an outlier. Um, that that probably would have survived in the the kind of uh, original developmental program that that was uh, I think it was being shown on WWE.com before the network Ooh. happened. Hulu. So I think that happens, but I I believe that Two Hundred Five Live and NXT UK are just not a thing, um, and. With no network, there's just no need for them, and I think that it's those two shows that kind of put the global localization idea in the head of Triple H. And if if the network has happened, that that thought doesn't come across. So I, I dispute that point. Food for thought as I go, as I go to you, Paul. I, I'm 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 doing all this assuming that the actual facts of reality don't change. So like Brian. Still has his ascent and then has to go away. Roman still gets still gets pushed super hard, but then gets um, 
rejected in a sense. Like I'm still thinking these things, Cena goes and starts being a little more part-time, Taker starts falling apart. I'm I'm still going along with these things actually happening. With these these things actually happening to this to these three NXT points. NXT was doing so well just in its own world before it ever got to the network. And it, it had it was having enough stars that people were starting to get their eyes on Neville, Sami Zayn, and things of this nature. That I think Triple H's point to the reason Triple H even got the performance center in NXT was because Triple H made the salient point that we're not all that we're doing, and we're not doing anything to secure the future of this business. Rock walks out the door and we're screwed. Cena walks out the door and we're screwed. I bust my quad and we're screwed. Austin retires and we're screwed. What are we going to do for 2025, 2020, 2030? So I think because of that, I think that NXT would have been fine. And I think they would have been fine running something like NXT UK, just in UK markets. Because the whole point of it, of with the network, yes, everybody gets to know them. But the whole point of it is just to build to, to build your own people and your own structure with the way you want them to be right to, to wrestle. So a guy like Pete Dunne, who has changed from when, before he wrestled in WWE to now, he's still great, still does Pete Dunne stuff, but he's learned the WWE way. He's learned the hard cam. He's learned these things. That's, that's what I think the NXT UKs and the global localization would have been for, so that when we do ship them over to the, to the States, we don't have to teach them how we do business, how the WWE is run. They already know. So mm-hmm. I still think these things would have possibly happened. I mean, it, this, it's, it's all kind of um, the whole part of the show, the what-ifs. Yeah, I mean, nobody really knows whether th- those thoughts were in Triple H's uh, head years before uh, NXT really became the success that it was. Um it, it could very well possibly be that, uh, that some version of NXT UK and some version of 205 Live popped up. Um, but I think without the network as a, as a base and uh, for, for somewhere to put that program in, it's a, it's a harder road for, for those programs to, to travel, to, to come That's into fair. existence. That's very fair. Yeah, I, I think I'd have to agree with Magsy, I'm afraid. I, 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 don't, I don't like how much I'm doing this this evening. Insert boo button here. <laughs> I, I I certainly don't think global global localization happens because there's just there's just no vehicle for for those to to be a thing. Uh, if I think if NXT UK wasn't on the network, I mean it has very little traction over here being on the network i think if it wasn't on the network it would be well, it'd be I, I complete non-event it, i think it's also part of uh the the bt sport deal so nxt uk is actually available on bt sports and it gets little to no uh viewers yeah Would and the uh, and the attendance is a well, the crap as well, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, well it, it was good before the pandemic because i mean i watched the shows it, they, the, mm-hmm. the show the, the the houses were full they weren't running huge houses but question for you about the just the NXT UK point, Paul. I know, and we've we've been working on the time to actually have this more this actually more pointed debate about your feelings and my feelings on NXT UK. That, just, that one's coming. That one's coming. I, I can't wait. 
But genuinely, I'm genuinely asking you, do you think if WWE would have run NXT UK before World of Sport was a thing or a thought process, they would still have the feeling in, over there that they have? Because you've even acknowledged that so much of the disdain about NXT UK was because they did, they, y'all feel they did that to spite and kill World of Sport and be the only mm-hmm. game in town. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I 100% believe that. Mm-hmm. Um. So do you but think I, because of that, the NXT UK, if there was no World of Sport, or if, if they did it before World of Sport, or it was never a thought process when they did it, do you still think it would have the disdain it has over there? Uh, I think it, I think it probably still still would because it would still it would still be hoovering up. We we don't have loads of wrestlers over here, not high, not top caliber wrestlers. The the, the, the you know the big the group the group that came through in the in the 2010s that that were all great it were great but as, as i say there, there weren't many of them so wwe uk coming at any time and hoovering that top level of talent off would always be an unpopular move i think okay, okay. Hmm. i mean um, i i get your point and i think you're you're right in in some ways but i also think if it wasn't for that clear kind of a counter counter programming the way they did with our world of sport i think if they'd have come in and provided uh a WWE uk centric show without uh doing it to spar uh another company i think it would have been accepted more yeah there's uh, a lot of uh, uh hardcore wrestling fans that would have hated the fact that they're the 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 stars of that uk scene were being hoovered up but it also would have introduced a lot more uk fans to to wrestling and to to big name UK wrestlers, so we it, it may not have uh, um, gone down as badly as it as it did because it's not that that starting from a point of hatred. It's more you, a company coming in, seeing that there's a wealth of talent and kind of providing a show for the masses a rather platform. than for yeah rather than a hundred people in a in a, a tiny arena. Yeah, but. Over, over, over here. Particularly, particularly looking at Progress and ICW. Mm-hmm. That, that was a Scottish one, wasn't ICW? Yeah, yeah. ICW. Which is which is particularly interesting, as those were the two that WWE took over. Um, their fandom was like football clubs. Oh yeah. And, and they, 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 their fandom was it was it was it was like a, it was like it was like it seemed like i was outward looking on you know or both of them i wasn't a, a fan of either at the time but it, it did feel like just a big family so i think we coming in and and taking that over was was always gonna be an unpopular move it, it, it was kind it was kind of like kind of like a an ecw kind of thing those yeah, those two promotions I, I think i think there was always kind of like a uh, a sense of pride when WWE or uh, another major promotion signed one of their guys. That was like, yeah, um, they were they were moving on and they were proud of them. But yeah, I do I do get that if a company comes in and then starts hoovering up um, like Mustache Mountain and British Strong Style and and um, yeah, and Great starts hoovering up that talent, there would be a there would be some some pushback on that, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's completely different. When when people were genuinely getting the chance to go to WWE proper WWE or WWE Next NXT, um, then yeah, that people applauded that and people were happy for that to happen. Mm-hmm. But when they 
come over and set up this kind of interim, yeah. this holding ground. It's, it's, it's a holding ground for UK wrestlers. They're, they're never going to go to WWE, are they? Very rarely. I mean, the, the, it's happened a few times and there's not been a lot of success. There's been more misses than hits. Who's it happened and, to? Piper? Yeah, Piper, she's been a miss. Tony Storm was a, a bit of a miss. Piper is not a miss. Piper has a pay-per-view champ, pay-per-view title match at the Royal Rumble. Chill. Don't 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 let the name don't let the name fuck up the fact that she's been in in in, in the I'm, I'm serious in the wrestling world. I get it. You may not like a gimmick. You may not like a name, but if they are used every damn week, they are not a no. miss. I, I mean, yeah, I, I I concede that, but uh, miss as compared to how she was treated in the British scene. She was a, a legitimate star, a killer, and then she comes over to um, main roster WWE and. They've totally ignored all the, the character work that she's built in NXT UK, acted like she was never even been a wrestler before, and then valet for one of the worst wrestlers to ever enter a ring in the history of the world. Look, I feel you. I get it. They didn't ignore that she was a wrestler because Eva wouldn't have picked her if she wasn't a wrestler. They ignored her past, but they acknowledged that it exists because when they said... Well, what's your name? Well, my name is, and she got interrupted. That was kind of the way to let people know. Well, we know she exists. The the commentary that I know who she was is is just boo boo, garbage, horrible. Yeah, that's 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 the failure of anything because they should have been like, oh shit, she's here. I'll give you that. But she's still a killer. Every match she's been in, the Zelina matches, I didn't like. I didn't like that. But even in every match she's been in, she's dominated the matches. It's just she's lost because of something stupid, or she's yeah. lost one better than Bianca. I this is this isn't even the part of this isn't even the discussion that we you know I know we're going on a tangent. What if Papa Niven was a star in the US? <laughs> <laughs> but but I just now again I'm I'm the Yank trying to tell the Brits how to feel about something British. I don't I don't want to be that guy. But I, I can't help but feel like you guys are being a little unfair because everything – this is the problem with WWE right now and the, the, their whole restructuring. The, the, the bar shouldn't be Roman or Bianca. Like, it's okay to be something just existing, right? <laughs> and so NXT UK, these guys don't have to come over to America to still be viable. These guys now – Tyler Bate got a house. He was living at his mom's house before he started before he got signed to WWE. He was like he was 14. Well, yeah, he was young. Okay. <laughs> Trent Seven has a house. He was living at Tyler Bates' mom's house before <laughs> he, was, he was sleeping on Tyler Bates' floor <laughs> on an air mattress. <laughs> I, I I just I just think, you know, we're we're we we we've been kind of thought pro- processed or or led to feel or believe a certain thing, but I think it's okay for things to Conditioned. Exist. Conditioned. Thank you. I don't know why yeah. my words aren't working today. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I think I, it's, I, great. It's, it's great for those wrestlers that they're earning decent enough money. they got a reasonably secure job, a lot more secure than they would be out on the indies. That's not the point at all. That's great for them. But I just think <laughs> we've got completely off, off topic now, haven't we? But well, we... It's not the same here as it was in America. We didn't have we didn't have a wrestling scene anymore in like basically the two thousands 
um, yeah, the turn of the century, it was it was gone. It was dead. It was just in butlins and seaside towns and stuff like that. And then it got built back up. And then WWE came over. And, and that obviously makes sense. That makes business sense. But it's still galling. And it's still... it's it's. Like, we don't need to tell you about what the British kind of mentality is in terms of being a, a little island. We've just gone through Brexit and all that shit. Mm-hmm. We don't like people coming in and... Yeah, we're not allowed. Take, taking our stuff. Taking our <laughs> the little island that's, that's, yeah. that's ruled the world three different times. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying that's right, but that yeah, that yeah, is yeah. you've got to, you've got to look at the mentality of I get it. of a nation when when uh, when discussing these things. One more question about the NXT UK for you, Paul. And I'm, I'm I know we y'all got to get y'all's points out. I know we this for I'm so, this may go long. I'm sorry, um, but the one more question I have for you is putting your bias to the side. Do you think that? these guys are more accessible to be watched and to be supported now that they're with WWE or less accessible? They're, they're more accessible worldwide. Even in the UK. I'm talking about just specific as you a man living in the south of, of England. You don't think they're I, more accessible now? I wouldn't say so, no. Okay. Uh, well, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know where NXT... Pardon? Pre-pandemic, I get, I get. Post-pandemic, they stuck in the studios. I get that. Yeah, yeah. yeah not at all. You can't see them at all. But before the pandemic, when they was touring every weekend, and they were doing major shows bi-monthly, you still don't think they were more accessible than they would have been any other way? Well, ev- everyone's got their local promotion, haven't they? That's that's that's, that's the that's the way it works. Yeah. So, so my my local promotions, Rev Pro, it was Southside before that, before Rev Pro took them over. London have got Progress. Scotland had ICW. New, G- New uh, Japan kid Rev Pro, by the way. I'm sorry. I, we, we, we've got PCW. You've got PCW, yeah. and and the, the all the wrestlers would do the tour themselves and go to eat all those companies. So, I think those wrestlers were more accessible by going to your local company that you were a fan of, rather than touring the country. I come in there maybe once a year with the WWE. Okay, uh, but then on the flip side, without the the name value of WWE, uh, how many wrestlers uh, have can put an extra zero on their on their um, on their fee because they were formerly known as so and so in WWE? Dan Malone is getting former... paid so much more now because he wrestled WWE for like a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm I... I'm not disputing the financial position of the wrestlers. This is great for, like, as I said, it's great for them. It, it, the ones that signed, it's a no-brainer. Of course, he would sign. You know whose fault this is? It's Dan Will Osprey's fault, and that that's it. Look, it's Will Osprey's fault. I'm glad he lost to Okada. Will. <laughs> Okada wins. <laughs> it's a complicated one because for the wrestlers, it's great, but it's yeah, it's that uh, it's, it's it's not all about the wrestlers. <laughs> You no, know, and, and it's about me. That's the beauty of this conversation, which is why I can't wait to have it because I do. We do deserve to be selfish at times, and I do want you to be honest about how you feel because it's real. Like I'm sitting here listening to your point, and I'm like, you got a really good point, you know. So I'm with you. Please, it's all of, it matters how you feel, and I, at least you can admit the difference of well, look, this is good for them. It's just not good for me. As long as you can be honest about the situation i'm with it i'm fine 
I, I just from maybe because of, I, I I was raised a little imperialistically differently than you guys are, and you know the it takes twelve hours to get out of Texas, so it's like. I know they ain't coming anyway all the time. <laughs> you can leave England and be back in that time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> yeah. I know I can I know I can watch them watching them is watching a wrestler is more pertinent than wanting to come here because they're not gonna come here all the time anyway, because mm-hmm. the country's so damn big. So I, I I have a different ideology on it. It's interesting to me. I, your your ideology on it is is fascinating to me, which is why I'm always asking you about it. I'm not disputing you. I just it's always really cool to see a different perspective. I just think you guys might be a little unfair to the NXT UK wrestlers for doing what they thought they needed to do. Uh, yeah, and I'm not criticizing them at all. I, yeah. I, cri- I criticize the, the WWE for it and, and, and the decision to come over and essentially change the culture of wrestling in the UK, taking it from a, taking it from the wrestlers touring to one company ruling it all and them touring. I, don't... I have so many. I have so many more questions, but I know <laughs> y'all got other shit to talk about. I know. So, okay, so uh, the network. <laughs> back to the network. So I've got um, a couple of points that that Ray hasn't touched on, and one I want to kind of expand on. One that he he kind of touched on before we get to uh, Tolly's obligatory spider diagram, oh. if that's okay. <laughs> Wow, wow. I love it. It's, it's a mess. So uh, the first one I want to um, speak about is if there was no network, we would lose access to a vast library of, of wrestling shows. Yes. And not only yeah. WWE ones, but the access to to the companies that they bought out. I mean, there was a period uh, uh, where WWE were essentially buying up everybody's library, every wrestling library that was available, they were buying it up. And on a personal note, that kills something that um, that kind of helps me get through the, the working day. It kills wrestling podcasts. It kills wrestling YouTube channels. It kills content creators. I mean, look at the, the biggest yep. creator in this, in this um, scene that we're in. Conrad Thompson, his media juggernaut is built on reviewing and, and revisiting programs on the WWE Network. With no access to that, we don't have that massive back catalogue that uh, I can do a show revisiting the Attitude Era, that we can look back on, on the old uh, episodes of Badlands uh, and, and come up with Mount Rushmore's on specific topics because we don't have that that tool for, for research that the, the, the WWE Network provided for us. No. I don't forget the, the format most people had their historic shows on was not even dvd it was vhs <laughs> that's been that's been dead for decades but that's yeah. what that's what people's collection was yeah yeah absolutely i mean how it's the the silver vision and the the Coliseum home video market over here in the uk was huge absolutely massive yeah. and the network cannibalized that and now you very rarely see a, a WWE dvd release in fact i think there was a, a news article that came out um uh, a while ago that uh, this co- upcoming Royal Rumble will be the last WWE DVD release. That they, they just—it's not going to be a thing anymore. 
Oh, really? I didn't even realize they still did it. Um, yeah. Um, so the next I, one, I think, uh, just, just on just on that, because it's one of my points, but I'll just lumble it, lumble it, lumble it in with yours here. I, I think that that in itself, we, we talked about the 999, uh, I think that in itself attracted a certain type of fan as well. If you want a, a lapsed fan or a very casual fan that actually never would have bought pay per views anymore, they probably might not even watch Raw and SmackDown anymore. But actually, to have this vast library at your fingertips, I know when we first started talking to James on there on that '90s wrestling podcast, he said the same. He he wasn't a fan of the current content, and he just used it for the historic content. Because for nine ninety nine a month, this even looking at old stuff, it was invaluable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think in terms of, I think more, I think more fans would have dropped off over the last ten years if the network didn't exist because that hook of the old stuff was still keeping them clinging on a bit. And then maybe through watching that, they go, Oh shit, edge come back. Maybe I'll start watching again. Or, you know, I mean, my next point is, is gonna counter argue that slightly. It's not exactly kind of a, a, an apples to orange comparisons, but um, I think the, the WWE network has affected the quality of the weekly uh, program. Um, I, I, think I think it's one of the, the biggest downsides to the network, uh, to be quite honest. The fact that um, that low price point um, essentially secured the bag for, for, for WWE. I feel that the current product is very much phoned in um, when it comes to, to wrestling. And when you have such a, a low price point, um, it's hard to, to have the the ability to complain about the, the current product when you have so much other content to, to, uh, to consume. Um, and it'd be kind of like complaining to Netflix because one Netflix original series was, was God awful when you've got thousands and thousands of others to, to, uh, to, to complain, uh, to, to watch or, or to fill that space. And I think um, if WWE was still vying for people's pay-per-view money, I think the the quality of the of the shows that they put out would would better promote people to buy those pay per views. If they had to actively go out and secure that pay per view bar, I think the quality of the show would would go up massively. Yeah, I, I, you're right. There, there, there came a point where I, I don't think I don't think the quality of WWE pay per views has ever been bad i think the pay-per-views have always always been quite good and always been quite good value for money but i think what is bad it, what what was what had become bad was exactly what you said they stopped selling them they, they stopped it was the build to the pay-per-view that was bad mm-hmm. you, you'd end up with a jumble of matches that really didn't feel like they had much context um because they stopped selling and even worse i think for 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 quite a while in in the kind of the mid 2010s um, whatever you call that decade, I think the pay-per-views were trying to sell Raw and SmackDown. Yep, it's the com- complete mm-hmm. opposite of what you wanted. Yeah, that's a great um, point. Which, uh, yeah, so I agree with you on that. I, I think, I, I, I think that flip would never have happened if the network yeah. hadn't launched. I mean, if you look at just this past SummerSlam, um, there were very little matches even announced before the event. Um, or at least into the the the, la- the last couple of days before that event happened, um, that that's unheard of. 
I mean, the whole, like I said, the whole point of Raw and SmackDown is to promote the next month's coming uh, pay-per-view. And, and like I said, there's a, been a, a flip to where the network is now promoting the, the show. And that's because the show makes way more money than the pay-per-view does. So, well, that, that and also I, I want to add to that, that, you know, Spider-Man Far From Home just came out and people were going to watch regardless if they never saw a commercial or an advertisement. But seeing the trailers made people say, oh, I got to see this, right? Mm -hmm. That's what the TV used to be for the pay-per-view was an advertisement to say, you got to see what's going to happen at this pay-per-view. Now, the pay-per-views essentially don't matter. And so the pay-per-views don't matter. And the TVs don't matter. And add to the fact that they got all this money paid for. They've got billions of dollars for Raw, billions of dollars for SmackDown, and now billions of dollars for the network. Yeah, they're just existing the, to exist at this point. The, so, the, money, the money's the already secured. Yeah, the money's yep. already secured. Yep. So why go out of your way to put on a stellar product when you could put on a, an, an okay product, uh, an average product, and you're still going to get the same money regardless? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I think the, the worst that got was when they started using WrestleMania to promote the Raw after WrestleMania. And for you had a period of about five years where the Raw after WrestleMania was this massive event. Yeah. Like, Still is. No. No, <laughs> this is this is wrong. <laughs> WrestleMania is the big event. Um, so the last one, and this is one that, that Ray kind of uh, touched on, and I just want to kind of expand on it a little bit. And this is uh, the effect it would have on streaming services. Um, so one thing you you have to give WWE props for is that it's always been one of the leading lights in pushing new technologies. Um, if you remember, they, they were heavily invested in tout uh, whilst it was a massive... <laughs> Stop. It, it Stop was it. a failure. No, I, I, it, I will bro. give you that it was a failure, but tout uh, was, was van... <laughs> And TikTok before Van and TikTok became a thing. So it was whilst, whilst it was a massive abject failure, it it, it shows that WWE Ooh. were always willing to push that envelope to to see oh. where they can expand into new technologies. Um and if you look at the 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 network, that was actually being discussed with within WWE decades before it became a reality. Um and in fact, there was a lawsuit in 2000 uh, between the USA Network and WWE because um, WWE had, had moved their content to Viacom um, and there were court uh, documents that actually mentioned uh, a WWE cable network. Uh, they actually uh, were looking to buy the rights to the Sci-Fi Channel from, from USA and rebrand it as a, a WWE station. Um, and and before the, the the WWE had happened, video streaming was was only actually covered by a small number of of of, of companies uh, who had a big stranglehold on the content. Guys like Netflix, uh, Amazon Prime, Hulu, and then a few kind of like niche market uh, companies uh, focusing on on very specific content. Um, and I think the the launch of the network opened the eyes of a lot of content uh, creators um, to the fact that they can, they can have their own streaming services and they can charge monthly fees rather than license their, their shows and their RPs 
um, to a to another uh, competing service. Um, so if you go to 2015, just after the network had uh, had, had, had come out, the 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 rise of uh, of companies bringing out their own service uh, services were exponential. So Paramount followed the uh, the WWE network. YouTube Premium came out the year after. ESPN Plus, Disney Plus, Apple TV, HBO Max, um, Peacock—all now massive hitters in uh, in streaming and, and creating original programming. And I think a lot of that is because WWE essentially laid the path to to providing um, a way to uh, stream your own content. Um, so I think stream services as a whole would have uh would have maybe still been in that stranglehold of, of netflix and amazon prime and and hulu and you wouldn't see the 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 content uh providers having their own streaming services the question though the question if you're going yeah. on about tout did i have a tout account <laughs> <laughs> i never had a tout account nothing pops me harder <laughs> when people talk about doubt, <laughs> it, oh. it was a flop. It was an absolute flop. Ooh. Didn't didn't Shaquille O'Neal announce his retirement on doubt? Did he really? I think he did. Because does that mean uh, he's never officially retired? No, because <laughs> no one saw it. He's gone. <laughs> That's our show, guys. We'll see y'all next week. <laughs> We're not gonna be able to beat that in anything else we do, Tali. So, well, done I'm, 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 I'm gonna quickly look it up because I'm sure it, that was right that he, that he uh, announced his uh, retirement on top. Yeah, uh, Shaquille O'Neal used the service to announce his retirement, and they, right. they had 12 million um, um, tower accounts at one time. Wow. Okay. 12, well, million, 12 million touters. <laughs> yeah. I think it goes back again to what we were saying at the beginning, though, that it's a complete myth that, that Vince is not at the at the forefront of of technology and and uh, innovation. Because as you said, they went in they went into streaming years before a lot of these big companies did. Not just mm-hmm. wrestling companies, you know, we're talking Disney and as you say, uh, Apple, Amazon even, all of them. Um so Amazon, uh, and, and, was actually, and, Amazon was actually one of the originals. They started just before Netflix. Um, yeah, but was that was that streaming or was that sending the DVDs back and forth? <laughs> no, that, like, that that was, that's what that's a Netflix started, wouldn't it? Yeah, Amazon yep. Prime Video was was the the original streaming site, but it didn't grow. It wasn't massively popular, uh, not in the way that it is now. Yeah. Um, I think as, as as of now they've got 175 million subscribers. Well, Amazon has 175 million subscribers, and they just happen to give you Prime Video because <laughs> well, you got Amazon, and also Amazon Gaming, which I didn't even know. I mean, obviously I knew about the Twitch thing, but yeah, I've downloaded about 50 Amazon games. Never going to play them in my life, but uh, they're, they're, they're there for free. But, yeah. but I think I think if you are at the forefront of doing that stuff you're going to have as many failures as you get successes and then you know the network was a success i think thunderdome was a success you know was a failure the thunderdome was a success originally but the it it soon became annoying i don't think but but that's 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 a personal feeling i think it was because they never stopped shows yeah Okay. Yeah. Right. That's, it that's it, it could have been the worst shows ever known to man, woman, and aliens, but they never stopped. 
<laughs> the, and that's the, major. Yeah. The stuff they're playing with in terms of augmented reality and virtual reality, I think, is going to be big. Mm-hmm. Over the next te- over the next ten years, I-, I think people take the piss out of their graphics they have and stuff. I think that's just the beginning of. Yeah. Again, they're well ahead of anyone else on this stuff. Yeah. And and I, I know. I'm sorry, sorry, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say, I know um, Sony just uh, announced the the second VR, and I would not, uh, I would not be shocked if WWE didn't have an app for that VR where you essentially can sit in the audience. And re- remember, they they they're the first ones uh, to really like embrace HD because they changed their entire set yeah. to yeah. to go with HD. And I remember people were bitching about that back then. So you're there mocking me for bringing up talent. <laughs> well, okay, and so you're bringing up seven twenty p. How time dare out. you? Time How out. dare so you? So we're talking about such great American. I'm sorry, not American. I'm not gonna be that guy. Such great. <laughs> Earthly inventions like high definition television, streaming services, and all these other fantastic, amazing things that have changed lives. And then we're gonna put tout in the same conversation. Sure. Yeah, but but it, it did. It tout as a as a uh, an entity failed, absolutely failed. But it, it opened the door for Van. Which then opened the door for TikTok, and TikTok is one of the biggest media companies in the world right now. So, so you tell me, saw homie, TikTok before it was a thing. So you tell me, homie, that created Tout is sitting at his house, like, damn, I'm so glad I did that. Else, that'd be no TikTok. Y'all got me to think, <laughs> like, like Tom from MySpace is sitting there looking at Mark Zuckerberg, like, I was you first, buddy. You should be thanking me, like, no, <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. I, 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 I predict. Well, Mr. Tate is called Michael Dowding, by the way. And oh, I, I predict I predict he is on the case with TikTok filing lawsuits saying, This is my RP. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he must have sold out at the right time, just like uh just like the Mr. MySpace but, guy did. WWE invested five million into the company so he he's he's he secured the bag before before ditching <laughs> five million secure the bag mark zuckerberg two billion i think that's a big difference big dog yeah but <laughs> it's just like when blockbuster uh were offered uh to be bought up by netflix and they said no deal and then look at where blockbuster are now this is true this is true oh man i just i i hadn't heard town in a minute that one tickled my funny bone bro <laughs> Well, I'm I'm glad I could be of service. It's funny you see her right every two minutes, didn't you? Michael uh, Cole with it out in every sentence. Yes, I don't even the tout shit threw me off so much. I don't even know what the fuck we're talking about anymore. What are we talking about? <laughs> we're talking about what if the WWE network wasn't a thing? Right. Yes, yes. You want to t- you want to tout about it? <laughs> So Brock Lesnar actually used Tout to announce his retirement in 2012 as well. Really? Yeah, he did. <laughs> it was, the, it was the, the the retirement platform. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's how you handed in your notice when you when you quit a job. You, so, you, so you, you touted your boss. You know, you see a, you know you see a Tout notification, something bad just happened. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's good stuff, man. Huh. 
Are you done with yours, Mags? I am. Let's, uh, okay. let's get on to the, uh, the wacky world of Tolly's spiderwebs. Right then. Straight away, I'm going to say the, the pay-per-view schedule would have had to change. I think the pay-per-view schedule would have had to reduce to potentially maybe six. Six a year. Um, some somewhere between what WWE is now and what AEW is, I think would have been the perfect because people wouldn't have gone on paying uh, those right. kind of prices monthly. Absolutely not. Really? I don't think. I, I don't know. I think that they do. Yeah, you if you're about this show, that they don't give a fuck. Yeah, I, I think um, if if the the network wasn't there, you have no kind of a basis of comparison. So you you you're gonna keep buying those those um those wrestling pay-per-views and um the the whole war with uh wcw when uh the the number of pay-per-views kept increasing um it showed that they, they were still very very profitable even uh even december to december which was was woefully bought still made money so i i think that we get the, a similar number of pay-per-views I don't. I don't think so. But don't forget, it's different time to WCW versus WWF. There was a financial crash in late two thousands that affected yeah. a lot of people. Um, I've, I, I, I haven't got any stats in front of me, but I think pay per views were probably waning in popularity anyway, weren't they? I doubt they. I doubt they were going up in popularity. Pre-network, the world was different. Um, they changed to PG, which really hurt a lot of their older fans, but really built up a lot of their younger fan base. Uh, it was, you know, I think the perfect word for it is the transition period. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I think they would eventually have brought the pay-per-views down. I think you would. I think you would have, would have a WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, Money in the Bank, and another one. I don't know what the other one could be. Okay. Um, TLC. TLC, perhaps, yeah. Maybe Elimination Chamber, something like that. I don't know. Um, I think a consequence of that is you'd, uh, you'd have less world championship defences, you'd have less world champions, and the titles would feel a bit more prestigious. I think, they, I think they've done a good job of making them prestigious again now. But again, I'm thinking this period of the network, there were times when the world titles felt like Felt like badges rather than the world championships. Um, again, like like I say, I, I, I think they've done a lot to recover that situation. Now I, I think they do feel like a big deal again. But um, in this period, I think that's what would have happened. Or or the pay per views would have to reducing cost, or some some sort of package I package deal. So you buy the year for a reduced price or something something like that. Some that's I think they would have had to have done something. Yeah, subscription model I mean, that that isn't a streaming I mean, service. Something like a, a network. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. I think something would have happened. <laughs> but you got to you got to say why why do AEW only do four pay per views a year? Because they can, and and because because of the network, and it's it's or it's influenced because of the network. If you're doing monthly pay per views at fifty dollars a pop. And then you've got WWE giving their whole library for ten dollars. You, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get those lap fans. Um, no. And here's okay, and here's the real reason why. Here's for for, for, <laughs> for 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 little for little Buddy and for little Billy and for little Misty sitting at home. Here's the real reason why. Because the man's a billionaire and doesn't and is and is a privately owned company and can do what he wants. 
So AEW can say we're going to do what the quote-unquote fans want. Vince has a company that is owned by shareholders, stockholders, and mm-hmm. corporate such and suches. So he has to do what makes sense for business. So, you know what I'm saying? It's a completely different game. Yeah, okay, I get that. But I, I, don't, I don't think we'd be in a world where people would be buying 12, 13 pay-per-views a year. I just don't see it. Not, not at those prices. <laughs> Some people, obviously. <laughs> you, definitely. But, um, <laughs> and of course, you've, you, you've got the competing issue of, of, the, of um, illegal streaming, which naturally eats into that, doesn't it? Some say <laughs> illegal. I said gray area. <laughs> alternative streaming. <laughs> alternative. That's what it's called from now on. Alternative yeah. streaming. <laughs> um, a few other points that we've already gone over. Like I said, I think the retention of the older fan base, so they could access the old old stuff. I think they would have lost more of more of the older fan base. Um, and again, I, another thing I I went I touched on was about the, kind of the the non-wrestling talent non-wrestler talent development so the the opportunities for them on the network to present different types of shows work on their presenting skills stuff like that. i think that was invaluable but we've already talked about that you've all talked about the impact on streaming um you know you'd have to argue if the network didn't didn't get launched and the network's talked about for a long time before it launched so you'd have to think it did influence new japan world and if new japan world hadn't have been influenced by the network and hadn't launched would new japan be as big today as well it just wouldn't because how how would you watch it well, um, it, it, it would be the nichest of wrestling products as it as it was in the in the 2000s exactly um so i've got two other areas that we haven't discussed yet that i'd like to go on to it's the first one is i think we'd have a very different style of kayfabe if Ooh. if the network didn't exist, um, I think kayfabe would be a little bit clearer. Obviously, obviously that ship had already sailed, but I think it would be a bit bit clearer than it is now. I think they would. You, all these like three six five documentaries, behind the scenes documentaries, stuff like Undertaker post retirement. I get a lot of people love that. It's a lot of people's cup of teas, and it is cool cool to see that behind the scenes stuff. But it it does take a sledgehammer to to the presentation of any kayfabe at all and and, and character work yeah and it's in, and it's in, and it's in your face whereas before you'd have to go search for it if you wanted to know behind the scenes stuff you'd have to you'd have to go out to other websites elsewhere to find it out and it was all out there but you'd have to make a bit of effort news sites yeah like if you're watching <laughs> if you're watching watching a raw on the network and up next we we take Edge looks at his career, or whatever. I'm using Edge as an example a lot tonight. I don't know why. Um, it it just it just destroys it that little bit more for me. Mm-hmm. Also, I think um, it's allowed the networks allowed WWE to rewrite history a lot and create their their narrative. And for a lot of people who signed up to the network, that's the only narrative they're seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, again, in some ways, that's good because it creates their own law and people can buy into it but there's also a massive negative side to that as well in that they can re- just rewrite people's whole careers if they don't like them um so i think i think it's made i think i think it's made made people less informed i think or or only only given them one 
one view of the picture which which kind of feeds into this uh feeds into this kind of um uh i don't know almost like tribal tribal stuff that we see now and again yeah um but, but isn't that all of history though i mean i know we are do uh do rev revisionist history uh with the very best of them but history is always kind of uh, recorded by the people who win um, yeah. yeah, but I agree. Yeah. yeah, I think I think uh, the the way WWE uh, have have changed um, the narrative on a lot of stuff. We've covered it on a changing attitude. How um, they they kind of have this story that that Austin wins the King of the Ring, and all of a sudden he's a made man, and Austin three sixteen was the biggest thing in wrestling, and it clearly it wasn't. Year. Took a year and a half. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and then you get the kind of romanticizing. Uh, and of of wrestlers who who in the cold light of day were abhorrent human beings like Ultimate Warrior, Ric Flair, the whole stuff with the 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 plane ride from hell uh, for a long, long period. Video. Yeah, for a long long period, those uh, those wrestlers on the on on network documentaries were held held in in high regard, and it's only when the the truth comes out that that we find out just how disgusting these these people are so yeah you're absolutely right they uh they do revise history to to how they see fit you 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 say you said that history is is written by the winners which is the truth i'm curious what did y'all learn about the american revolution in school did you learn how we beat y'all ass we didn't, we didn't learn anything. <laughs> it's it's not on the syllabus. Yeah, we we don't we don't we don't talk about that in around these parts. Okay, fair enough. But then on on the flip side, did you learn that uh, uh, about uh, World War Two and how America saved Britain when they didn't? Oh yeah, no, it's all lies. One hundred percent. Like for example, you <laughs> go and try to find Britain by the winners. Go go in one of our we call it social studies here, which is all the geography and history and all that. Go and find a history book that's taught in high school that has a long write up on the Vietnam War. You won't find it. Yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, we were over there, but then we decided to leave. No, you didn't decide to leave. They ran us out of there. Yeah, yeah, good point. Um, yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> I think the, the other side, the other thing about that is, I think, uh, I think the networks enabled WWE to create like emotional connections with wrestlers as well. That sometimes perhaps isn't isn't actually real. Um, I, I think a, a really good, yeah, I think a real good example of this was Lana. So they managed to get Lana over through really a, quite a <laughs> it's propaganda essentially, isn't it? These documentaries. Our propaganda in some ways. Live, live. Yeah. Not saying that she's not worthy. Not saying she's not good. Not saying that she had that's a work to get over. But on how many of these documentaries you see her and they're crying, trying to talk about how much she loves wrestling, you know, to the point where she actually has the fake tears on yeah. her face. And now you see her, she's a main eventer on Raw. It, you're right. So it's, it's, it's almost like forcing us to do the you deserve it chance. But you, but you said it best. It's a propaganda machine. That's all it was, yeah. or is. So, so I, th I think so. So, 
going back to the original point, I think I think the network has created a new type of kayfabe or a new type of way of manipulating the fans into into cheering who who they want us to cheer for and stuff like that. And 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 that's not necessarily always a bad thing, uh, but it is something that would have changed, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, that brings you on to the la- the last one, which is the women's revolution. Oh, that's a good point. I don't think the women's revolution would have been as successful without the network. And I've, the reason I think this, I think the network gave the women that period of what's against, what should I say, 10 years mm-hmm. to learn their craft, to get over with the fans, but to do that in a commercially safe environment. So they weren't being judged on ratings and buy rates. And so you've got the May Young classic, the, the, the women's revolution on NXT. You've got the the evolution pay per view. All these things were completely free from. Was it a commercial success? Because it was on the network that people are paying for already. And and the as far as I'm already secured. Exactly. And we you know, we talk in in kind of these podcast circles. We talk a lot about AEW's lack of promoting the women and putting them in key spots but they are bound by those commercial um obligations sure. and sure. unfortunately we are still in the place and we certainly were in the place 10 years ago that women's wrestling wouldn't draw <laughs> so you could you you couldn't put charlotte and becky in the headline of raw or smackdown because the ratings would go because yeah. it wasn't respected at that point and i think AEW do have that problem now they can't just put on women's main events because i think the audience would unfortunately dip hmm. um even so we can prove that that it was one of the the lowest watched pay-per-view wwe pay-per-views on the network so for the clamoring for a wwe women's only show and the people didn't watch it uh afterwards anyway so it, it kind of makes wwe and other wrestling companies think do we really want to um uh, put focus on women's wrestling, or is it just a, a very loud minority of fans uh, that make um, uh, women's wrestling seem bigger and more popular than and than they actually are? Which is which is uh, an absolute shame because I, I had the the opportunity over the the, the last uh, few weeks to watch a bit of Stardom, especially with the with them being on the New Japan um, um, show, and Jesus Christ. I watched that match with my jaw on the floor because those girls are amazingly talented. So women's wrestling should be held in the in the esteem that men's wrestling is held in, uh, but it just isn't. It really isn't. And it's and it's a sad state of affairs. And and to Maggie's earlier point about NXT and how I thought it would still go forward. If NXT, there was no network and it did stay Hulu or WWE.com or whatever it is, the Women's Revolution started with respect to Impact. And that gives them all the credit. The, the real Women's Revolution started in Impact. And that hurts me to say that because I hate Impact. But in the WWE, it started in NXT. Hunter gave mm-hmm. the, the, the women the opportunity and the time to just go out there and wrestle and do their craft. And that's where it started. And because it was so good in NXT, the main roster women were like, well, what's, why can't we do that? Mm-hmm. Does that happen if there's no network? That's a great point. Yeah. 
so yeah so i, I kind of view, view the network as kind of like a like a petri dish they they they, they, they is wwe have been able to test so much within it mm-hmm. i said with people presenting tv shows with women's wrestling cruiserweight wrestling with the nxt style of wrestling it was able to test all of these things out free of commercial judgment and there's been some massive positives from it that possibly wouldn't have happened mm-hmm. if the network doesn't happen there's one there's one more small thing by the way i don't think none of us thought about but i just hearing you talk about that made me think about it um you know the network killed dvd sales so what's the point of buying dvds Mm -hmm. if i get i pay ten dollars a month for it Mm -hmm. man that dvd bin is probably still gonna be pretty hot if there's no network because if i want to see wrestlemania 30 again and again and again i gotta get my dvd out that's a good point. That's that's so that's another thing that I don't think we thought about that made it isn't big, but WWE's merch business and the the whole DVD section of merch doesn't exist anymore. That's a that'd be a pretty big revenue maker again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, that brings it. That brings us to uh, another fascinating what if is, is is what if what what happens when streaming dies because. We don't own any of the stuff that we <laughs> that we currently consume. And, and music, this, wrestling, this, films, nothing. That links to a, an episode of Fabulous that we were that I was on back years ago when I when we were talking about um, 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 the PlayStation Network and the not having the ability to own a physical copy of a game. And if that that closed down, you lose that game. Yeah, so yeah. that's something that I. I I detest if I can get a physical version of some media, I would happily have that rather than than the digital version. You know, look, this conversation is like the conversation I've always had with my grandparents about what if you so here in America, y- y'all do the lot, you have a lottery, right? Yeah, we have a library, a lottery, we're, <laughs> lottery. Oh, lottery. We don't so have a lot of libraries left, but we got lotteries. <laughs> the libraries are shutting down. <laughs> but yeah, we do have a lottery. Yeah, yeah you know, the librarians just... are entering all the lotteries. <laughs> they need them, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, you you pay a dollar or two or whatever, and you you get a ticket mm-hmm. that has numbers, and they pull numbers, and whoever wins gets mm-hmm. money, right? We always have. My grandfather was basically he was a gambling addict, was addicted to the, to the lottery, and we would always have the conversation. You have the option of. I know this is a super tangent. Sorry. You have the option of winning if you win the lottery of getting a cash lump sum, which is significantly less than what you win, but you get it all at once, or you can get the payout over 30, 35 years. And okay. they were always like, Well, get the lump sum because well, the lottery doesn't exist in 30, 35 years. And as a kid, that was the dumbest shit to me because the lottery is not going anywhere. And so, like, by the it, by, I'm 33 now. If I'm still playing my PlayStation games 50 years from now with a shutdown PlayStation Network, I deserve to lose those damn games. Okay, like that's not something. That's not something I need to be worried about at this at that point. I'm 83. So, so in 2072, when you want to to fire up WWE 2K13 and you can't, you'll be fuming. Oh, damn it! Where's my Oscar? <laughs> They've not they've not created a decent version of Lara Croft in a good twenty years now. So we, we gotta cling on to the original versions on disc. 
Oh, so you want the big boobies of uh, Lara Croft? Gotcha. The, the big, no, yeah, the, the, the big triangle cone. ones, the triangle <laughs> pyramid ones. That's what he's. That's Paul's kink. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever gets it done for you, my brother. I, look, can you mad at you? <laughs> it's a generation what? of boys that are got a fetish for. Yes, was she most the most downloaded woman in like one year, and she's like not even real. Mm-hmm. Probably. And, and on that note, bastards. <laughs> on that note, let's <laughs> wrap this up. So, um, putting a bow on it, um, I want to ask um, a question, and and I, I want a short answer from from the both of you. Do you think? The 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 network, from a personal point of view, is a good thing or a bad thing. Ray, I think it's an overwhelmingly good thing. Okay. I think way more good things have come from it than bad, and the only mm-hmm. bad things that have come from it are either a personal uh, opinionated thing mm-hmm. or something that was going to happen anyway. Okay, um, Tyler. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's an excellent thing. And I'm already starting to dread the days where it's no longer a thing. Looking at it moving over to to Peacock in America, and it's been quite sanitized, doesn't it? From what I gather, and, uh, and Peacock is uh, coming here as well from the UK, so it's yeah, so we'll get it on there. Losing the network as it is, even with its shitty search functions and <laughs> all, 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 all the bads of it, it's an amazing, it's an amazing piece of kit, and it. I'd yeah, be sad to see it go if it does. Mm-hmm. At okay. least you get the office and friends. Hooray. No, okay. <laughs> wow. That's what they told us. They're like, I know, hey, I know the network is different, but hey, at least you get Michael Scott and Ross Geller. And I was like, I, can see the I don't even <laughs> lie the US office, but yeah, I agree with you both. I think the network is uh has has been a massive, massive positive. Not not only because of the the content, but the fact that we can create stuff like this because of it, because of having that that tool to to go back and 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 look look up uh, for for research and just enjoy the shows that that made us wrestling fans in the first place. So yeah, I think it's uh, been uh, on a personal a massive massive success. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it all wrapped up. Um, now it just leads for uh, a question for for next week, uh, and obviously if uh, if Clav is uh, is is uh, available for next week, we'll be covering the uh, the NXT uh, the two or five live question. But uh, just in case he's not, um, I believe it's uh, my time to pose a question. So I want to to hear your two thoughts on what if Triple H and Stephanie McMahon never got married. Oh my god. Ooh. How would how would the landscape of the WWE be if if the, the power couple wasn't a thing? That's biggie. And that's fun because we can marry Stephanie off to someone else and have real fun with that. Test. She can please, get family please. get married to test as she should have been. No. <laughs> Oh man, rest in peace, Tess. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's uh, another <laughs> show um, in in the bag. Um, all that's left now is uh, for the socials. 
um, Mr. Tala. <laughs> so I'm still giggling at thinking what NXT would look like run by Test. Test wrestling Ted, philosophy. Test as the authority. <laughs> Test is the guy that held Daniel Bryan down going into WrestleMania 30 with his two book teeth. <laughs> 14 time world champion test. <laughs> hey, before you shut it down, Tommy, I just want to let people know that they can follow me on Tout at Ray Retires 2019. 2014. 2014. You remember that? I forgot. Yeah. I'll let the boy. <laughs> We've got to round this off. It's becoming too chaotic now. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you for listening. Um, we had great fun. It's brilliant to have Ray back, isn't it? It's so no, good to have him no, back. No, it's not. After he mocked out, I'm going to make a tout account now on purpose. <laughs> if you can find a tout account, you deserve to be rich. <laughs> I mean, we're going to bed an hour later than earlier, uh, an hour later than usual, but it's great to have, <laughs> it's great to have him back. Um, you can follow the great man himself over on Twitter at It's Ray Cash. That's Ray as in Mysterio, Cash with a dollar sign for an S. Um, follow him over on Twitter. And obviously, he's got uh, an abundance of great podcasts you can check out over on the Chair Shop uh, Radio Network. You uh, follow Magsy over at Podfather Mags. Um, again, on Twitter. And again, also, he's got, so he's got, got a great number of excellent podcasts across a multitude of um podcast providers we've got again cheer shop radio network you've got radio techers and you've got the visionaries uh visionaries global media media um so follow all those if you can i'm very simply at twitter at rain count at, at twitter, on twitter at rain counter i'm exclusively badlands you can't find me anywhere else so uh, make sure you're here with us every every Thursday for, for that at least. Um, hope uh, hope you uh, come join us next week when, as you, as we just discussed, we'll be we, we'll be looking at what if Test had married Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> and if you if you if you if you want to hear that, go over to your podcast provider of choice. Um, find uh, find the Cheershot Radio Network. Give us a subscribe. Um, great podcasts all through the week from so many brilliant creators. Um, but yeah, we'll be we'll be here every Thursday. If you've got a bit of money left over from Christmas, or you got some you got some Christmas money from from your nan, go over to uh, Pro Wrestling Tees forward slash the the chair shot, mm-hmm. um, and you can see find a nice selection of t shirts and merch and lots of goodies over there so go head over show us your support and uh help us pay the bills a bit um and yeah other than that i don't think i've missed anything have i guys no you've actually nailed it this time i've just nailed it so um what's your tout what's your tout that people can find you at keep (laughs) keep your eyes on our touts (laughs) and our, our vines um we've not embraced tiktok yet so you won't find us there but as always stay safe um have a great week see you next week and always use your head ChairShot.com.
always use your head.